Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Well, coming up first, you will be hearing from Rod Laughlin. He has a desire to share the scriptures, and he and a co-author have taken content from the four Gospels and organized it into a narrative of the life of Jesus that can help Christian believers grow and unbelievers know more about our Savior's story. Material from a recent conversation is coming up. Then from the Jesus Film Project, Jeff Peters previews a new animated feature film scheduled to be released in 2025 that depicts the life of Jesus, a compliment to the popular movie that has touched millions around the world. And on this edition of The Intersection, the entertainment organization Sight and Sound ventured into the movie arena last year with its first theatrical release, demonstrating the story of a poet whose life experience is reflected in a familiar Christmas carol. Katie Miller discusses the film and another presentation made available for streaming. Plus, you'll learn about another movie available for home video this year that features a down-and-out main character who learns about the hope of our Savior through an angelic visitation. Filmmakers Ryan and Heather O'Quinn comment. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Rod Laughlin is the founder and editor of The Readable Bible, assembling and overseeing a team involved in a new Bible translation. He has had a desire to tell the story of Jesus in the form of a narrative and has recently, along with co-author Susan Tuff, released a biography of our Savior called The Anointed One, The Complete Life Story of Jesus Christ. Here now with a timely conversation excerpt is Rod Laughlin. The Anointed One has all the text of the four Gospels presented as one chronological story. Uh, it has no verse numbers because it's integrated. Every noun, adjective, verb, and adverb of the four Gospels is in the Anointed One, but it just reads as a story, and we've embellished the text some so that it reads like a secular bi biography. Uh, my goal was that to create a book that a lost person would be interested in reading because it's the bi complete biography, the complete life story of Jesus Christ. But it's not have, they don't have to read a gospel or pick up a Bible to read about Jesus. And it has everything in the Bible about Jesus, even stuff from the Old Testament and New Testament and the letters. So that a, uh, actually my goal is to, to write something for my sister who doesn't believe in Christ, who will not read scripture, but I could say, Trish, read this and you will know everything about Jesus and you'll be able to say, honestly, I know all about Jesus. You may reject him, that's your choice, but you should at least know what Jesus said. And this book will tell you everything that Jesus said that's been recorded by the people that walked with him. And it reads like like uh, Sandberg's Lincoln. It just reads easily. So it's it's for lost people. It's a wonderful study for Christians because we would, all of us wish we had the story of Jesus with everything in the Gospels as one story. I think at one time or another, we wish we had that. But my main goal is to get it in the hands of lost people. 
And I think about one instance, one of the chapters of the book, The Anointed One, you actually have a narrative of the Sermon on the Mount, and there's some some dialogue, some conversation that takes place. So tell me about how you integrated that and why you did that. Okay, well, those of us who are believers, we read the Sermon on the Mount, we go back to it many times because we see something new every time. Uh, it's a long sermon. It's in my New American Standard Bible. I, I think it might be seven pages or so. Gosh, I ought to say I'm the readable Bible, but I'm not sure how many pages there. A lot of pages, though, of preaching. Now, lost people are not going to read all that preaching. So we embellish the text by adding comments by people. Like when Jesus says, you are the light of the world, we've added Andrew saying, I've never seen myself as a light, but I do my best to follow the law of Moses. Well, how does all you are saying relate to the law? Jesus responded, I didn't come here to abolish the law. So we just have, whereas Jesus was giving one long sermon, we interject comments by the disciples or other people so that it becomes a conversation with Jesus laying out the truth. And it's very interesting reading for a person who's not a believer. So they're reading the, the uh, actual scripture, but they don't feel like they're reading scripture and they won't pick up a book to read the scripture. So you can give the anointed one to your lost friends as a Christmas present or a graduation present, and they have a story of Jesus to learn all about him without feeling they're reading the scripture because they don't want to read the scripture. Rod Laughlin here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to theanointedonebook.com. The Readable Bible website is readablebible.com. Next up on this edition of The Intersection from the Jesus Film Project, the global marketing director for the 2025 release of the film Animated Story of Jesus, Jeff Peters, described the purpose and concept for this new version of the film depicting the life of Jesus during the week following the launch event in three cities in late November. Here now from that conversation is Jeff Peters. We started this process, it's actually been in conversation for, I'd say a little over 10 years now is, is my understanding. I'm, I've been brought in just as, as we're sort of kicking things off, but in my conversations with the team, this has been on on the heart of several individuals for for about a decade now just trying to figure out how do we how do we take what god has done and and steward it well for a next generation and what we've really discovered these days you know jesus himself has always been portrayed through art it's always been through frescoes and images in stained glass and drawings and painting paintings and portraits and animation is really an art form for today that speaks across the generations. We have people young and old across every continent and every culture of this planet that engage with animation, that appreciate animation uh, and what that can bring in terms of telling a story, in terms of, 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 of moving people uh, to think about new topics and to and to be uh, engaged with a story in a fresh way. And so for us, this has been a long process that has been birthed out of out of really responsiveness to what God has asked us to steward on behalf of the next generation. But also at the same time, as we've 
as we've pulled together this, I mean, God has brought together an incredible team of visual artists uh, from films like The Lion King and Mulan and Lilo and Stitch. And, and really the, I mean, people that have been a part of Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar films that all of us would know are coming around this and saying, how about we tell the most important story ever told and we do it at the top quality we know will resonate with audiences around the world. So that's been the process so far. It's be it begins with the gospel. The gospel is the starting point. Um, and then figuring out how to animate that story, how to tell that story visually, and then doing research with the audience. It's been a really in-depth process. Uh, and we are excited for 2025 when the film comes down in December, 2025. And at the same time, there are several of us that think, wow, that's going to come fast. <laughs> I am sure. I have no doubt about that. And really also when we look at the, the brave world of, of say virtual reality, the metaverse, some of the technological aspects, these are all, I think you could really characterize them as being mission fields in and of themselves and the animated nature of this new project, as I understand it, will enable the message to go, as you might say, to go into various areas of the world from a technological standpoint. Explain that to us, if you would, just a bit more. Yeah, you know, absolutely. This film is actually going to be among the very first uh, that is being designed entirely inside of a three-dimensional environment. Uh, we are using a technology called the Unreal Engine. It's, it's predominantly known uh, as a gaming platform, as, as a place where it allows the player to engage a video game and make his or her own choices. I wanna go left, I wanna go right. And so in order to create something like that, you have to create in three dimensions. But to be able to take that exact technology and then apply it into a film, we actually have uh, these incredible biblical scholars and archeologists who are a part of the production team. So it's not just animators and people who have a, a tremendous, incredible skill set for creating something visually, but they're working alongside people who can actually look into the biblical and into the historical record to say, no, this is what Capernaum looked like. This is the way the roads would have gone. This is how Jerusalem would have been. This is the shape of the archways, it wouldn't have been flat or would, it would not have been curved in this place, it would have been flat. And just to actually get what ultimately, what one person referred to as really the nerdiest Bible study process that maybe anybody's ever gone through um, to create something where at the end, it actually can be applied immediately into the virtual reality space into the metaverse. Jeff Peters here on The Intersection. You can learn more by going to the website jesus.film. This is The Intersection podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, as well as that programming menu, you will find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests 
featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House radio program. You'll also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. You'll also find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three, featuring three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can reach that homepage through the programming menu from the homepage of faithradio.org. Conversations can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Just search for Faith Radio Podcast at Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Pandora, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. I had the opportunity recently to talk with the Director of Marketing and Communications for Sight and Sound. Her name is Katie Miller. She shared an update about its first motion picture release, I Heard the Bells, depicting the history behind a familiar Christmas carol, as well as a filmed presentation from one of the Sight and Sound Theater's locations, Miracle of Christmas. Here now from that conversation is Katie Miller. He um, starts out with a very idyllic life. He was a prestigious person at the time and then experiences incredible loss. I won't give any spoilers away. And really through uh, experiencing that loss loses his way. And it is, he starts writing a poem. That's what he was known for. And um, he ends it with the phrase that we all know, which is, um, then in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And he ends it at such a sad space. And then through a set of circumstances, um, on Christmas Eve, um, starts to experience a spark of hope and a spark of joy again realizing that the Lord is with him and that what that's what goes on he goes on to write the final refrain of that song which um God is not dead nor does he sleep uh you know God is still alive and he is still with us and still present in our lives today and um to watch Henry journey through that going from having no hope to um you know a hopeful future in the Lord is just such a beautiful picture of what we are all invited to do, um, not just at the holidays, but, um, you know, in, all, in any space of our life. The film was scheduled to go into theaters for a very short period of time, and due to the audience response, it lasted in theaters a bit longer than you had planned, correct? <laughs> yes, that is 100% true. We originally, uh, so we partnered with Spasm Events on the movie theater release of the film, and initially had started out just anticipating um, it being in theaters for four days. We were doing an extremely limited release, but it just um, exploded those first few days. And we ended up um, uh, extending the release for almost eight weeks um, throughout the nation. And so we were just beyond thrilled at the response and just, um, you know, the, the, the stories one after another um, that we heard coming back. One of the, my favorites, I still can barely share the story without crying myself, but this woman wrote us um, a letter. She had come to see, I think she had actually come to our premiere. Someone had brought her to the premiere and she wrote us a letter and said, we lost our child last year and I have been without hope ever since. 
And then I've also been experiencing guilt because I have this lack of hope and I feel like I should just make everything okay. And she said, thank you for showing what grief looks like, what loss truly looks like. And I walked out of that theater feeling not alone and I have hope again this Christmas. And it just, when we read that, I, I wept. <laughs> it was this moment of like, that's why we want to do this. And so the response was incredible. Um, both from the number of people that came, but then those that just, um, you know, had their hearts touched by by the Lord in the midst of having the experience. And so we're super grateful that it's even more widespread this year and available um, pretty much anywhere that you can rent movies online, Apple TV, Prime uh, YouTube videos, all of those, you can rent it. And you also can purchase the DVDs. But as you said, it's also available on Sight and Sound TV. Well, let's shift now, talking about something else that's available on Sight and Sound TV. It's called Miracle of Christmas. And if you would, Katie, share with us about this particular presentation. Yeah, so Miracle of Christmas is our Christmas stage show. And we have been performing this show for almost 30 years. It's one of our oldest shows. It first premiered in 1996 and has truly become a family tradition ever since. Um, we, we have had more than 3 million people between our two locations experience it. And this past year, we said, okay, we have to make this more broadly available. We know we're going to be sold out at Christmas this year. We always are. Um, so how do we, you know, get this to the world? And so just uh, the beginning of November, the very first week we were open, we had our camera teams that we partner with come in and capture this show. And um, it is now available for the first time ever on Sight and Sound TV. And it just has felt so special this year to take this show that is so cherished by so many um, and has been a family tradition for so many people and make it available for those that can't visit us in person. And so um, it's available now and will be available through the holidays and um, for the holiday seasons to come in the future. But it just it felt like a really special thing to do this year. Katie Miller here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to site-sound.com. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection, co-founders of Damascus Road Productions, Ryan and Heather O'Quinn, producers of the film Bringing Back Christmas, discuss the concept of the movie and the messages they wish to communicate through it. Here now, from that conversation, are Ryan and Heather O'Quinn. The short version is uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence plays a, a middle management guy who's a, who's a bit of a corporate shill. Uh, named Daniel Reese, who after 17 years loses his job. And so Dean Kane aptly plays his boss in the movie who has to fire him, you know, after after 17 years. And so he's just distraught, to say the least. He thought he was walking in to, uh, to receive a promotion and he gets the pink slip and it's right before Christmas. So uh, part of the setup as well is you realize that they have a son who has uh, medical needs and they're, they're, you know, encroaching upon a uh, a surgery that's around the corner. And so it's just the worst timing in the world. And, and he is encountered by a sassy angel played by Lee Allen Baker. Your audiences will know her from, from the series, good luck, Charlie, and from Will and Grace. And just, a, just a real joy. Lee Allen really embodies. I, I, I we have to jokingly say she is our, our real angel in this movie, but uh, Lee Allen uh, plays this, this angel who in a bit of an homage to, um, it's a wonderful life. Uh, you know, it's the, mm. the, the writers, Trey and Ariel Fernald make no, uh, you know, it's no secret that they sort of borrowed from the concept of it's a wonderful life. And she invites Daniel to go back in time to see uh, when that, when that baby's about to be born more than 2000 years ago, when, when Mary and Joseph are embarking upon that 
uh, he finds that um, people have had problems for more than for 2000 years plus people have had problems. And uh, some of the things, albeit slightly different, uh, some of the things that we go through in 2023 are not different from that first holy family. And, you know, there's some there's some humor found in uh, as an example that Mary and Joseph's parents uh, are arguing over who's going to get the baby at holiday time, you know, mm. arguing over who's going to who, who's whose namesake is the baby going to be. And, and, you know, just humor found in that. But also the ultimate takeaway at the end of this, Bob, is that uh, Daniel learns uh, on this journey of going back in time that, number one, as humans, we're not immune to hardship. But more importantly, when we do encounter hardship, the Lord is there to help us through that. If we're only willing to turn and as Hebrews 11 says, cast our cares on him. He will lead us through the darkest and toughest times. So that's the that's the upshot at the in the end, you know, at risk of ruin it for your for your audience. We really believe it is um, it's a journey. Uh, uh, you will laugh and you will cry. And it's it's a, it's good for the whole family to see this. That we often call it internally truth with a capital T. No matter what kind of project that we're doing at Damascus Road, there will always be an element of real truth, biblical truth that's found somewhere, sometimes overtly, sometimes covertly, but it will always be in the content of the films that we produce. So how do you tell the story in a way that, well, Ryan, as you were saying, will make you laugh and make you cry? Well, I have to credit the writers and the actors with that because, you know, they, they put great stuff on the page and then the actors came along and just, it never fails to blow my mind how they can just take words that I read and I think, oh, that's funny. And then Lee Allen shows up and just does some little facial expression or <laughs> just makes everything funny. I mean, you've got Mark Christopher Lawrence, who is an incredible comedian. He's, he does stand-up comedy. He's, you know, uh, does faith comedy. Uh, Lee Allen Baker, who's literally one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And then you've got some characters sprinkled in there that I'll say somebody on this uh, Zoom might have a little cameo part. <laughs> Ryan's background is com comedy, really. I mean, he comes from comedy, uh, improv comedy, stand-up comedy. He's done it since I've known him. That's kind of what, what made me fall for him in the first place was he's a funny guy. And then he started doing these biopic films and real serious roles. And I'm like, you know, this is, you're supposed to be funny. You're the funny guy. <laughs> So I was really excited when, and of course, you know, everybody kind of was like, oh, Ryan has to play this role. He gets to play a cameo role as one of the parents. And one of my favorite uh, elements in this is you've got Mary and Joseph. And, you know, you always think about, oh, you know, baby Jesus. And you, think, you don't really think about what was life like for Mary and Joseph. And this gives you just a little bit of a taste of what it could be like but in a very relatable way to what it's like for us now so everybody's probably getting ready to have in-laws and people come into town for the holidays so you're going to get a real taste in this movie of what that's like for some of us and i gotta say ryan is such a scene stealer you're going to enjoy see if you can find him in there because our editor didn't even know it was ryan for the first two weeks <laughs> and uh you won't be disappointed <laughs> Ryan and Heather O'Quinn here on The Intersection. You can find out more at bringingbackchristmas.com. Well, we are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming menu at faithradio.org. 
through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. You can also find links to the Intersection podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. And you can get connected to the Faith Radio YouTube channel through which you can watch video of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. The other is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming menu at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.